Welcome to the Wolf Connection Podcast. I'm your host, John Kalfa. Let's talk about some wolves. Welcome back to the podcast. On this episode via Zoom, coming to us from LA, is Chris Henriksen. He is the founder and executive director of Street Poets Incorporated here in Los Angeles. He's also a board member here at Wolf Connection. Chris, first off, happy to see you. Uh, it's been a while. How's everything going over by you? Yeah, good to see you, man. Uh, things are going, things are going well, all things considered, you know, um, you know, I, I kind of feel like we're all in this big river of change and, um, and the, and the goal, or at least the goal I've been focusing on is to stay in the flow as much as possible and help, help, uh, not get in the way of the change that, that seems to be happening all around us and through us. And so, um, all things considered, I haven't drowned yet in the river and, uh, and it seems to be moving us in a direction into the unknown, but into a, in a direction that, uh, that's stimulating creativity and some good things. So we'll see. That's a great analogy. I love that. I love the flow. Yeah. Cause we're definitely going down some sort of a course that we're not really sure about where it's going to end, but I, I love the way you put that. So that's, I, I like the positive spin as always. So I, I want to get some background for you because I, I, you're an East Coast uh, person originally. I know you grew up in Massachusetts, I believe. You went to school at Duke University. So what brought you out here to LA first and foremost? What was the, the kick to come out West for you? Uh, I've, uh, writing, really. I, um, I, I've been the one sort of thread of my identity that has always kind of been there, uh, at least since I started learning, learning language, uh, was, was writing. And, and so I came out to LA, um, to, uh, go to film school in a, a screenwriting program at the American Film Institute. Like a lot of people who come, you know, sort of chasing their Hollywood dreams. And, uh, and that was my, that was my doorway into the Los Angeles community. And it, and it happened in the early nineties, um, right before the unrest that occurred um, in the wake of the Rodney King uh, beating. Um, and so I, I kind of landed in LA at a pretty fiery time, actually. And, um, and yeah, that, that, that's, that's, that, that in a lot of ways shifted my relationship to the city pretty quickly. Um, I had to kind of hustle to figure out what it meant to be an Angelino. Um, I'm, with my East Coast roots, uh, this city took a while for me to figure out, and uh, especially it, when it was in crisis. And um, and I I came out of those early '90s years with a sense that I that I you know um, I wanted to connect to community in a deeper way. I needed to connect to community in a deeper way, and I started volunteering through the Writers Guild. Um, uh, teaching a poetry writing workshop in one of the LA County probation camps on a weekly basis. And that kind of shifted everything. Um, it actually led ultimately to me putting down the screenwriting career um, that I was engaged in at that time and devoting myself to the foundation and creation of this um, street poets organization that is kind of at the hub of a larger creative community now. So um, it gave me, you know, that, that work has given me a sense of home out here. I've been out here for almost 30 years now and, uh, it feels like home. My children were born here I've grown up here. Um, and, and then there are places, um, with which I'm in relationship, like, like Wolf Connection that also helped ground me in this place. So, um, 
even even in these crazy times and and even with the there there being fires on the hills right now burning um as not too far from you guys and not too far from us here in the here in the city so yeah there's been a lot and i on that note, I, I do want to give a a major uh, thank you and shout out to the firefighters that are that are doing their their work and the, these individuals are so brave to to really keep as much of everything intact as they can and keeping yeah. everybody safe. So thank you goes out to them. Uh, yeah, I, I, hopefully that that gets said enough that these people are extremely brave and, brave and heroic. And with you, so you you come out here during a fiery time to to go right back to it. And you formed this organization, Street Poets Incorporated. And we've had a lot of connection between Wolf Connection and Street Poets and sort of a synergy that goes with it. What was the basis of the foundation for it for you? And how did you find that the writing aspect of it was helping the youth in LA that you were starting to really become sort of interconnected with uh, as a family, as you were saying? Yeah, well, I can just go back to my own story, which is that writing for me helped me find my voice, my authentic voice as a as a human being, and um, and so you know it was the one thing I knew that I had to offer um, to young people who might still be figuring out who they are and what they're here to do. And I, when I first started going up to that juvenile detention camp up in it was in the hills in Malibu, actually in Santa Monica Mountains. Um, uh, I recognized myself and a lot of the young people that were there. Um, I think we'd all on some level or another betrayed ourselves, our authentic selves. I had sold my soul to the Hollywood studio system to make a long, you know, long story short. And, uh, um, and they had, had, had compromised some essence of their own identity, I think by falling into the gang life and into, um, you know, into, into situations that had, that had, that had, or force them to make decisions that were maybe not completely in alignment with their hearts and their, and their deeper or higher selves. Um, and so we use writing as a way of kind of finding our way back to who we are, to remember who we are in a sense, you know, who, who we, what we came into this world to, to do and to be. Um, and, and I think that's one of the reasons that um, street poets work has always resonated with the work, the work at Wolf Connection because there's something, you know, we talk a lot in metaphor at, at Street Poets and there's something about the howling wolves, the way the wolves um, howl to align themselves with each other and with their pack uh, that is deeply, deeply resonant with the work that we do at Street Poets, um, helping young people find their voices, tell their stories and, you know, gather around a microphone um, to amplify that story. Um, we also have a recording studio, so we sometimes record those stories and amplify them in other ways beyond the live moment. Um, but that work is very much uh, in alignment with the work that, that happens on a metaphoric level out at, at Wolf Connection. Um, and so it was, a natural, it was a natural fit for us and a natural collaborative relationship um, for us to begin to work there. Um, I also think that... The work at our work at, when we when we do that kind of deeper soul work, I would say um, it it um, it connects us to our own true nature as human beings, and and that naturally becomes kind of a gateway to the natural natural world. Um, and so, for a lot of the young people we work with, they're they're they've grown up in cities. They they 
even though Wolf Connection is only an hour from downtown Los Angeles, they've never been any place like, like Wolf Connection or out into nature like that at all. And so, you know, the wolves have been an incredible gatekeepers for, to the natural world for, for many, many, many of our young people over the years. And, um, and for our staff and for, you know, our, our grown folks <laughs> like, uh, like me too. So, um, and and it a lot of it has to do with voice and and finding our voice and the, the the way in which that process can support the creation and nurturing of community. So, when you see that process play out, what is that like for you? Because when you bring, like you said, you're we're bringing the the youth and, and the nature and the and the wolf together in a way that we can really express, as you say, our natural self and possibly go back. We always talk about going back to a primal self and really a more simplistic way that we can express ourselves through written word, through reading, through take all of the, of the noise away and really just sort of get to the heart of what we're doing. So what do you see when you, when you take these in, the, the youth, some of the adults, and you know what are some of the the ideas and what are and what are some of the the boundaries that you see being broken when someone's able to express themselves via through written word or even spoken word? Um, it's like it's like watching a light get turned on, you know, or a fire get lit in someone. You know, it's like the the, the experience of seeing someone tell their story for the first time or own their voice for the first time or step up to a microphone for the first time in front of a community of their peers and others um, bearing witness to that is, is, it's a kind of miraculous thing. Um, you know, I don't, I don't spend as much time out at Wolf Connection as you guys, but I imagine it's like, it's almost like that first howl, you know, of a, of a wolf pup or something. Um, uh, and, and some of us have been told in our, you know, our society tells, uh, tells our young people often, sadly, that their voice, their voice is not important, um, or that they're, they should, that it's actually dangerous for them to speak up and speak truthfully. Um, and, you know, obviously there, there are structures in our society that are invested in, in keeping certain, certain voices in our society, uh, silent. And so there is something also kind of subversive, I think, and, um, and uh, revolutionary in the act of um, creating space really for, for people to, and young people particularly, to, to claim their voice, to own their voice, to bear witness to the world around them. And poetry is the way that we use um, to do that. You know, those are the tools that we offer to our young people. Um, that's the practice. I should say it's the practice, the healing practice, the transformational practice that we offer to our young people. So, um, when you, well, yeah, when you see those things, to, to me, it's incredible the wisdom that is already in an individual that we're talking. Most of the the youth that are that come to the ranch in their mid-teens, some late teens, it really depends. But the amount of wisdom that is already ingrained in certain individuals, no matter how their voice has been suppressed or silenced or not really even given the room to, as you say, express their story and share with the world the knowledge that they may have or the things that they have seen through the course of that short, their short time already, 
is really powerful when that comes out. When we do work at the wheel, when we have street poets come to the ranch and do the programs and, and lead those writing exercises, it's really fascinating to see the, just the expression that comes out of just a simple writing exercise. Is that when, when you, when you found it, when, when street poets came, you know, how, is that what you envisioned? I don't know what I envisioned. Yeah. I, I mean, I started as a volunteer for, for, and for three years, I would just go up once a week to this juvenile detention camp. So at that point I wasn't really envisioning anything like what, what this has become. Um, but, uh, um, I, 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 I agree. I think it's, it's, um, there's something in, well, it's interesting, you know, our educational system in this country is, has traditionally been designed to kind of with this idea that we're pouring knowledge, a certain knowledge or certain, you know, facts and things, history into our young people, as opposed to seeing our young people as coming into the world with a kind of wisdom buried in their bones already, you know, and with a kind of unique medicine that, that is unique to them and is meant not only for their own healing and their own transformation and, and uh, uh, power, but for the, the, the healing and transformation of those around them. And I think one of the reasons that Street Poets and Wolf Connection get along so well is that there's a kind of, we, we share that understanding that, that, that our young people, um, it's really about creating the kind of space where the wisdom and the authenticity and the voices of our young people can be feel safe and supported and like they can be heard. Um, uh, so it's about really like a spirit of invitation that we make. And I think Wolf Connection also is a place that makes that invitation really beautifully to young people. Um, and it's, it's why we love, we love, teaching poetry up in those when we're working with you guys and working with the wolves because those wolves and the program that you guys offer to young people there supports the same kind of work that we're that we do in the city um and so there's a kind of synergy that occurs there that i think um kind of cuts through all the all the bs you know um and all the stuff that that we accumulate and that gets piled upon us whether they're projections from other people or judgments about who we are and how, you know, all that stuff that gets, that kind of loads us down and that we labor under the burdens of, and especially the kind of young people that we're working with are coming out of environments where they've been hit with a lot of that um, from a lot of angles. Um, there's something amazing about watching them land on the land at Wolf Connection and encounter those animals who are these incredible facilitators of a kind of like, it, it's like they shed these layers. Um, and, um, and it's when, they, when that happens, what we have to offer on the creative level with the writing exercises and things is just like, they're just so ready to receive it. And, and there's, it's, they're unencumbered and they're quick to, to accept the invitation um, that we make. So it's, that's a great word that you use and, and with the facilitation. And I, I, we've seen it so many times that the wolves are, are really just a, they're almost a vessel with which we, we invite. It's a simple invitation also. And I think some of that gets lost in the world that we're in today is that I think 
individuals just want to have the invitation or the chance to express themselves in, in, in an environment where they are able to get their thoughts out and really, like you said, be unencumbered with all of the noise and the distraction. And it's a really good way for that to happen. I've seen some of the work that you guys have done as Street Poets where where it's that open opportunity and it's almost allowing that space. What do you, when you, when you see the invitation being given, what's really the response from that? Is that sometimes individuals first time getting just an opportunity to share what they what what they know what their story is how simple is that just to give an invitation for someone to share themselves i think the invitation itself is a very simple thing i think the where where the work is from a facilitator perspective is about the quality of presence that you bring to that invitation. Um, And that's a lot of what we do on our staff and in our circles, community circles and and workshop circles is really cultivate this deeper level of presence in, 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 in those who are facilitating, teaching, kind of holding space um, for the poetry and the stories to come in. Um, And, you know, that, that, that's work that, that is, is personal work. It's deep healing work. It's, it's a lifetime of work in some cases, you know, it takes it and it, and it's constant, you know, you are constantly develop shedding these layers and kind of learning to be more and more present and being able to show up in more and more of a full way um, when we're working with young people and, and with ourselves. And I think the wolves are incredible teachers of that. I mean, as you guys know, um, I mean, I can say, you know, I've, I have a, my own meditation practice. I, I do vision fasts every, every couple of years where I go, I'll go out in nature for four days and, you know, by myself and uh, I mean, with, with a group, but alone um, for four days where you're, you're fasting. And, and, um, and so I have practices that have helped me to kind of ground and, and become more awake and aware myself. But those wolves, I'll tell you, 10 minutes in one, in, in, in a, one of those compounds in one of the enclosures with the wolves, I mean, it takes about two or three minutes to do what it would take like a, maybe a Buddhist monk uh, an hour to, to get to this level of kind of higher heightened awareness and presence. And, and there is something about being in the presence of those animals when they're kind of circling you and, and sniffing and just kind of checking, checking you out that just quiets everything in you so quickly. Um, and I, I've seen that impact on young people there and, um, and how rapidly it's like, it's kind of like a turbocharged meditation um, that just shifts their consciousness and their, their level of presence into a place where they can speak, write and express themselves um, in a deeper more authentic in ways that even surprise them sometimes. Um, and that's, that's from a facilitation perspective, that's like the most exciting, those are the most exciting moments. Um, and when people write and say things they didn't even expect they were going to touch on. So. Yeah. It's like there's, there's very few experiences in life left where you can connect to that primal simplistic part of yourself and wolves are like this. I mean, being in nature, meditation, those are, those are, you know, pretty useful ones for me personally, and I'm sure for a lot of people, but 
being with wolves is like, uh, it's another one on that list where there's just this expedited quantum leap to your primal focused present self. It's, it's pretty wild. It is. I mean, I have a, I have a, I've, I'm a big dog lover and you know, my dog is over here sleeping on the couch and my dog even, I, I, he'll howl with me if I come home and howl, start howling, he'll, he'll get up and howl with me. So he's like, he's trying his best to be a wolf, but he is, he is no wolf, you know, um, it's just a completely, and I, I didn't realize until I started spending time with Teo and the, and the wolves out of that, um, really, well, actually at the site before the ranch that you guys are on right now, um, I didn't realize just how different wolves were from dogs and and how um, it's almost like they 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 just read your energy you know it's that they're just they it's like they're this they're like dogs on in this sort of hyper heightened awareness where they they can just sense your energy and and the, as you're being checked out by them it it automatically shifts your focus inward because you're like okay well what are they looking at what are they sensing like, i better right. quiet myself you know so and it, it's just great man it's a um it's i mean i feel like all these uh, monasteries out there where people where these guys people are meditating for hours and hours and hours should have wolves hanging around um that they can that they can help um you know accelerate the, the meditative state that, that people get into because it's, yeah, it's really an incredible gift. Yeah, it's almost, yeah, it's an acceleration, but it's also a, a slowdown at the same time, right? I yeah. mean, we've, there were, t- we were just hiking, hiking before with a couple of, uh, of wolves and, mm-hmm. you know, obviously we're on a schedule and we're trying to do things, but there are times during a, a hike where you just sort of drop, I drop into a completely different plane of existence where I feel like I'm one with whoever I'm hiking with or if I'm sitting with one of them. And, you know, for me, like Coda and Shade, when we were just out before, it's, it's, that, it's that drop down and it's that invitation on another level to just literally react to what is in front of you at that moment and really just dissipate all of the other be like you were saying the stuff that doesn't really matter at this point. Yeah. That's the word I was going to use is like, is dropping into the moment. It, it's there. They just give you some kind of permission to do that. In, like instantly, like there's no resistance and you don't have to ask for anyone's permission because they just, they're automatically giving it to you. And that's when you thrive in your relationship with them is when you're both doing that. Yeah. Yeah, thank you for that. You're right. It's not an acceleration. It's it is a, it is a kind of dropping in and a and a slowing. No, but I agree with you. I I think yeah. No, but I think it's both. I think yeah. you're right though because yeah. there is it, it, like I said, it, it's a it's a push pull because yeah. I really think with like you said as a vessel and as a facilitator to have that being this wolf, this species that's able to really just primarily connect yeah. to us. It is so much more. It's really just a heightened, yeah, experience. It's, I think it's hard to distinguish between right. heightened, like moving fast and moving slow, because potentially yeah. the 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 place that they vibrate with that caught that we're describing as dropping into the moment is really a higher vibrating place than not being in the moment. So you're slowing down and speeding up in some way, lining up with that natural state right. of being, which then just feels right and relaxed. Yeah. You know, 
Chris, with you, you also work with another program too. Um, you, you have Street Poets. You also work with with art with ARC or ARC, as we call it. Can you? And it's uh, please go into what ARC is, and then how they also have the the connection here with us at Wolf Connection. So just explain to those of us out those that are listening what what ARC is and what the the um, the mission of that program is as well. So the, so the organization, the organization you're talking about is the Anti-Recidivism Coalition, um, known as ARC. Uh, they're based in Los Angeles, and they work with state prison parolees here in California who are coming back into the community. So they're a, a re-entry organization. They're also an advocacy organization. They're trying to um, shift the laws and practices here um, on, a, on, a, on a political level to you know, reduce sentences and create a more just um, prison system. Um, you know, California is one of those places in America, and there are many um, where the prison system has has grown exponentially over the last 25, 30 years. Um, initially, in response to a lot of tough on crime posturing in the political world and, um, and also fear of, you know, of, of young people, really. Um, when I first started in this work at Street Poets um, in the early 90s, you know, young people were being, or mid-90s, I should say, young people were being um, demonized uh, by the media and gang members were being, you know, were, were, there was not a lot of clear thinking around what what's actually going on in the, in the hearts and minds of the young people that um, were getting in trouble. And now I think there's this deeper awareness of some of the roots of these systems and the ones that are rotten are, are sourcing from rotten places or from fear-based places. And so there's some pretty radical restructuring and even just reimagining of public safety and community wellness beginning to go on right now. Uh, in our culture, and it's really exciting. And the Anti-Recidivism Coalition, or ARC, is one of the organizations that has has been um, actively engaged in that here in Los Angeles and in the state of California as a whole, and really nationally as well. Um, so my my ins- the, why I got inspired to connect them to Wolf Connection. Once I got a sense of what Wolf Connection was all about, and this this incredible. It, it, the fact that it's such an incredible kind of oasis and retreat and um, uh, sort of home in the natural world, you know, it occurred to me that a lot of these um, adults, some of whom, some of them are former lifers coming back into the system who've been locked up, you know, for as long as like 35, 40 years. Um, and then some are younger and have done, you know, 10 and 15 year sentences, um, but got locked up when they were 16, 17 15 years old um, and they're coming back out into the world um, and, and have been really in a, in a to, not to get too mythic, mythopoetic about it, but they've been in this underworld, in an underworld journey, you know, and it's really almost like an underworld initiation that, that people have to go through to just survive in those kinds of uh, uh, prison environments. And then they're coming back into this community and expected to speed up and kind of grab their cell phone and plug right back into a system that is not designed to receive them. Um, and so ARC is one of the places that works to help um, create 
uh, a welcoming and 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 I um, proposed to them that there might be some value in homecoming retreats hosted at 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 the ranch at the Wolf Connection Ranch to help welcome people back in a kind of more soulful way, perhaps. Um, so in addition to helping people find housing and jobs and job training and all of those things, also create opportunity for them to feel like, okay, um, I'm home here on this earth in the natural world and I'm welcome. And um, in my experience working with formerly incarcerated people, you cannot welcome them home enough. And Wolf Connection is a really special place. Um, and is, as I've been blessed to be able to help facilitate, I, I think maybe 15 of those homecoming retreats. They're overnight retreats uh, for, for ARC members. Usually it's about you know, 15, 20 folks uh, who get to spend two days with the wolves, two days in circle. You know, we tell stories. We do some sort of light uh, ceremony ritual, sort of bringing in all of the elements, water, fire, uh, earth, um, and just help, help. Really, it's, those retreats are designed to help people remember who they are, um, remember what it feels like to be home in the natural world, and uh, in some cases, we, we've had, depending on the time of year, we've, everyone has slept out on cots under the stars with the wolves howling at night. And it's just, it's freaking awesome, man. It's surreal. And I, 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 it's been just an incredible blessing for me over the last three years to be able to help facilitate that stuff with, with you guys, with the wolves. Um, and, and I know it's been really good for ARC in terms of helping to build their community and the connection between different ARC members and a few, there's a core group there that have really stayed connected to what they experienced at Wolf Connection and were, were, were repeat customers. So actually helped to facilitate some of those retreats for more recently, recently released people. So um, I don't know, I hope that gives some, some sense of, of that that relationship. But um, um, it's a, I think one of the beautiful things about Wolf Connection is how collaborative a space it is. And certainly that's true. Street Poets is a very collaborative organization and, and ARC was, it was great to be able to add them to our kind of larger family of nonprofit organizations doing really great work um, and help to help them grow some roots uh, um, and, and ground they're really important to advocacy and reentry work in, in nature um, uh, with wolves as allies. It makes a lot of sense. Um, so, yeah, I, I think what you said is, I think you explained it beautifully and, and what I getting back to what we were really, you tied it into what we were just discussing before, right? About that D almost the acceleration mm -hmm. to D D acceleration to sort of matching everything, right? You're coming out of a system that, it's very, um, as you say, there, there's a lot of unjust things that have happened to many of these individuals yeah. and they've been... It's traumatic. It, yeah, it's a traumatic experience and to come out to a place where they're able to sort of settle. And, let, and again, I believe it's really the invitation. Much like with Street Poets, just like with ARC, you guys are inviting these individuals, like you say, you're welcoming, welcoming them home to not only, a, you know, job potential, a, a home to actually call their home with a front door, but also home that 
like you say, this is your home as well. These are your people. You're all, we're all the same. We're, we're here on this earth together. We're, we're sort of inviting you to have this experience so that you can really just sort of settle in again. Is that anything like, is that sort of, what are, what's really the feedback you've been getting from the individuals that come here through ARC? Oh man. I mean, it's great. You know, I, it's so, it's, I mean, you can imagine if someone has been living in a concrete cell for 30 years, what a radical thing it is to be sleeping on a cot under the stars with wolves howling in the distance. And I mean, it's, it's, there's just no, I can't think of a better antidote for, for the trauma of having been basically, you know, um, buried under concrete, you know, um, and behind bars. Uh, and, you know, in, in those groups, there are people that have done 35, 40 years. There are some that have just done a couple years. Um, um, the lifers, I would say, you know, in a weird kind of way, they're the ones who um, they have, there's a quality that a lot of lifers have um, in my experience with them. That's almost monk-like, like they, there's a kind of discipline. If they, if you survive those, that many years in prison, you have developed some incredible, I, I go beyond saying coping mechanisms, really like practices to stay present and focused and block things out and lock in and, you know, and, and, and they've learned to live in really horrific conditions. And so, you know, they're like, there's a quality they have that's monk-like and, um, and so when they come out in a weird kind of way, they're more ready <laughs> for what the wolves have to offer than anybody. Like there's a kind of, they, I should say, when they go into an enclosure, the, the wolves tend to be pretty relaxed around the lifers because they're, there are, they've, there's, they know how to quiet themselves. You know, they know how, they know how to, they find that stillness and that groundedness within themselves. And um, so it's interesting to, to witness that. Um, and then, you know, you have younger, younger folks as well who are, have been struggling with addiction and other, other things and are, their energy is a little bit more scattered, but something about getting out into the natural world with those wolves just quiets things down and brings people together. And, um, and let me just say, there have been so many magical moments on, the, on these homecoming retreats with ARC where you know, let's say we're all, we're gathered around a fire and everyone we're making, we, we do, we traditionally do on the evening that we're there or some kind of fire ceremony and people make offerings to the fire of things they want to let go of, you know, anything they want to release uh, to the fire. And, and then we, we will often sing, we bring in, you know, there's some, certain songs in our community that are, have indigenous roots um, that have been gifted to our community for this kind of purpose. And um, so we offer up these songs and maybe it's a song to the ancestors. Maybe it's a song to the earth, to the, to the natural world in some way. And we've had moments like there, there's one in particular, I can remember where we sang the song together after a very deep sharing around the circle and the wolves just like start. It was like this chorus of howling wolves that just came in right as we were finishing the song and just kept going. And so the, we sang ourselves for like five minutes and then the wolves sang for another five, 10 minutes on top of us. And it was like this incredible affirmation. And I would say like, 
those wolves, they just, they just know what's going on emotionally on the land. They're tuned into the people. They can feel when, when something significant is happening. And I can't, I, there's so many moments that I've experienced out there where howls, the howls come in at, at the moment where the tears are shed or when some offering is made or when the community circles up and comes together or when the song reaches a certain crescendo. And it's uncanny and it's, it's, it sends chills down my spine when I think about it. And, um, and if, if it's also exactly what people coming out of the state prison system need, which is this sense that they are connected and they are part of the larger web of life and the natural world. It's what really we all need, but especially people coming out of prison need that feeling. Um, yeah. and, and they get it at Wolf Connection and it's awesome. Yeah, it's unreal. Kudos to you and the ARC program uh, because I, I remember I helped out on one of them, on one ARC program, and I just I remember thinking like within the first twenty minutes, I'm like, this is so obviously an, a genius and incredible approach to welcoming, you know, our people back to society um, in this way. So genius, genius approach, really inspired approach. It felt like. And they, you know, they have a lot to offer the society. You know, I think now, especially probably more than ever, we're all starting to realize like, okay, there's some, some, some things that are really wrong on a foundational level with the society and the world that we've built. And, and those of us like you guys at Wolf Connection and Street Poets have been sort of aware of these deep wounds and, and, and structural, you know, um, imbalances and for some time. Um, and certainly, but I would say, especially people coming out of the prison system have that kind of awareness. You know, they've, they've suffered in, 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 those, in many cases um, as a result of those. And, um, and so the coming, they have something to offer our society um, coming back into it, having less, because um, they have less investment in the status quo. And if you're looking for agents of change in the world, you're going to look for people, the, 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 the best agents of change are the ones that are less attached to the way things are or have been, yeah. you know? No. And um, so yeah. I, I, that's one of the reasons I love working with ARC, why I love working with street poets. And, um, and also, you know, there, there's a stillness and a kind of, you know, I think you talked about slowness that happens, like you kind of shift into a slightly slower gear around these wolves and stuff on some level or heightened awareness, but slow. Uh, mm -hmm. And, and these, these lifers, these older folks that have been locked up for so many years, they have a kind of presence and a slowness to their being that we need. Like our culture is spinning way too fast. Um, our modern culture, everything is speed, 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 accelerating, accelerating. We can, how can we get there faster? How can we download this faster? How can we, and, and we need to remember what it, the importance of slowing down at times and getting back into rhythm with the earth and with nature. And these, these folks have a lot to teach us on that level. So. I, I agree with you. I think Steve and I are on the same page. I think there's, there's such a synergy just to talking with you again. And, and it's been obviously a while since everything has happened with COVID and uh, the situation that we're currently in, but it, it's such a, a reminder of how much synergy there is with really all three programs with th between street poets and arc and here at Wolf Connection, the, 
how all of these programs and all of these individuals and these groups come together really for really that common goal of, you know, invitation, collaboration, and, and just hearing all the voices that need to be heard and the knowledge that can be spilled out from all the, the individuals that come through all these programs. Uh, Chris, before we, before we end, uh, I, do, I do want to ask you one final question before we get to, because we want to get uh, the websites out there for Street Poets and, and ARC so that people can look up stuff. For you, you've said so many wonderful things and thank you for being such an, you know, a huge supporter for us and a huge collaborator. When you, when you hear the word wolf, what are, what's something that comes to your mind? Uh, I mean, the, the first, uh, this, the word howl. I mean, I don't know if you guys know Allen Ginsberg. He was, he was a famous beat poet in this, in this, uh, in, in our country, um, uh, in, in New York city. And, uh, he has, he has a famous poem called howl and it's just him like just spewing, uh, this incredible kind of, it's almost like he vomits like this incredible language out into the world. And at that time, especially in the late 60s, mid late sixties, when the beat poets were coming of age, it was really revolutionary and radical, but it was this sort of pure uh, expression and kind of expression of like revolution and revolt against the status quo and, and society as a whole. And I, I, you know, um, that's the word, you know, that, that for me, the, the experience with wolves is all about the howl and the way the pack uses, uses their howls to align with each other, um, to connect. And um, I think there is something in, there's something, some seed in the practice of poetry and in the practice of being with these incredibly beautiful, soulful animals um, that has to do with voice as a tool for helping, not only helping us remind us who we really are um, and remember who we really are, but like how we, how we align with each other, you know, and, and how we, we all need each other. Um, And that I feel like is desperately needed in the world today. That sense of community, that sense of connection, human connection. Um, And, and it has to be grounded has to be grounded in the earth and in nature. Um, and that's part of the reason why I think places like Wolf Connection Ranch are so essential for the healing of our culture um, and, and need to be preserved as resources uh, for that work. So, uh, Yeah, we, we can't, listen, we can't thank you enough for, for all the work that you're, that you're doing, that you're yeah. still doing with, with both these organizations. Please... Tell everybody out there where they can visit for Street Poets and ARC information so they can look up ways they can help if there's ways for them to to look at these these places and, and help you out. So Street Poets and ARC, go for it. Give them the information they need. Yeah, yeah. So, well, if you're, if you're interested in learning more about Street Poets, you go to Street Poets Inc., like as in, as in incorporated. So streetpoetsinc.com. Um, that's our website. You can also follow us on Instagram um, at Street Poets Inc. Um, and uh, Anti-Recidivism Coalition. Um, I believe there. You can, if you Google Anti-Recidivism Coalition, you're going to get ARC in La, in Los Angeles. They do have an office up in Sacramento as well. That's oriented more around advocacy. 
uh, work. But they, and, and they may even have a presence in the Bay Area now. Um, but um, I think if you go, you might even be able to go antirecidivism.org, um, but it, it may be antirecidivismcoalition.org. But highly recommend looking them up as well. Um, they do really important work. And especially in these times when, you know, there's a lot of people being released from the state prisons right now uh, into the community, partly around the COVID stuff and for, for good reason. But there aren't, this, the resources aren't always there to receive them, um, and especially now when, when there's been a lot of emptying of um, some of those facilities, um, uh, and 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 not there aren't a lot of resources on the ground necessarily to to receive folks. So, um, so anti-recidivism coalition is a great place to go if you're interested in helping to to plug some of those holes, support, and um, yeah. And obviously, you guys, man, Wolf Connection is the place where we all come together, and um, it's a it's a great it's a great resource for for so many organizations here in Los Angeles, and and for schools and young people. And we gotta get we gotta get past this COVID stuff so we can really start to you know get back on the ground running there. And um, yeah. I, I imagine the wolves have enjoyed some of the peace and quiet, but but um, <laughs> but there are a lot of people that 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 are in need of healing especially in these times and uh man we need we need you guys so no we we appreciate we appreciate all the 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 good vibes we appreciate all the you know like i said the advocacy is is huge from from individuals like yourself and thank you for being part of our pack for for so long so again that's streetpoetsinc.com go to streetpoetsinc on instagram and then you can google arc uh anti-recidivism coalition and find them on the web Chris, thank you so much. Uh, we, man, I, ho I hope we can get out here sooner than later. Um, hopefully, this will all pass, um, and we can we can really start, like you said, humming again and and really coming together again. So, thank you so much for spending time with us. Um, you're welcome back anytime. So, thank you so much, my friend. Really appreciate it. Yeah, we appreciate you. Thank you, guys. Thanks for your, all you do. Thank you, Chris. All right. Howls to all of you out there. And uh, we will speak with you all next time. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. <laughs>